Hello, I'm Jonathan David Scheich, and welcome to the Data Science Real Application Podcast. We are here to empower you with applicable knowledge to succeed in understanding how to apply data sciences in your enterprise, your line of business, or educational journey. Joining us are experts who are making a profound impact in their fields towards transformation and advances in humankind intelligence. For the intellectually curious, the financial and banking professionals, and the data practitioners and students around the world, from the Cornell Club of New York City, welcome. So I've worked for, uh, I've worked for software vendors such as the firm I'm working for now. Uh, I worked for uh, ADP, now, now Broadridge uh, Finance Solutions, for close to 10 years. I worked at uh, I worked at Citigroup for several years. I worked at Deutsche Bank for several years. So I've seen it from both sides. I've seen it from the uh, from the service provider side as well as the uh, uh, as well as the consumer side, the, the, the banking uh, the banking side. What does it mean to be a data scientist and data management professional working for a leading New York based fintech? serving some of the most prestigious investment banks in the world. Answering this question on part one of this two-part series is Kurt Nielsen, who does this job. Kurt has spent more than 30 years working as a domain expert in the area of data management and system applications, providing this service to the largest and most well-known banks in the world throughout his career. He has played key roles in making the systems that thousands of people in this investment firms rely on. It is a pleasure to introduce him in this program. Kurt, uh, welcome to the Data Science Real Application well, Podcast. Thanks, John. Glad to be here. Kurt, I'm trying to understand what do you do uh, to, for our audience to understand sure. what do you do. So, so I work as a business analyst for a for a major fintech firm, which is heavily focused on providing uh, financial uh, financial solutions for the wealth management industry. Uh, I've been in this role now for just about four months, uh, and, and and it's covered absolutely everything in the uh, in the field of, of data processing, uh, in the field in the areas of, of keeping keeping track of the firms. Clients' positions, rates of return, and and just showing them how their how their assets are growing over time. Okay. Uh, I've worked at uh, at a number of other organizations in the past. I've I've been in the financial uh, services industry for pretty much my entire career. How, how long have you been in the industry? Uh, more more years than I care to mention. <laughs> but I uh, but I've worked. Uh, worked in a number of different roles uh, for a number of different companies. So I've right. worked for uh, I've worked for software vendors such as the firm I'm working for now. Uh, I worked for uh, ADP, now now Broadridge uh, Finance Solutions, for close to ten years. I've worked at uh, I worked at Citigroup for several years. I worked at Deutsche Bank for several years. So I've seen it from both sides. I've seen it from the uh, from the service provider side as well as the. Uh, uh, as well as the consumer side, the, the, the banking, uh, the banking side. So, uh, so with that experience, I, I feel like I've developed a unique understanding of the synergies between uh, between the consumers of, of the software and the providers of the software. Okay, let's let's talk about that and make that difference. There is two sides to things, right? There is the the consumer side, and then there's the folks who built it. Correct. So, so basically, you're the folk who uh, build the software for consumption. Correct. That's right. Okay. 
And in building the software, mm-hmm. can you explain to us what is your focus in building the software? How, how does that happen in a team setting? Okay, so uh, so the key role that I play as a business analyst is I'm responsible for understanding what the clients are looking for, how they want the software packages to work. So, so it comes down to identifying what their needs are, what what they want to see in terms of reporting, exhibits, uh, if, if there's special modules that they that they want to include. But like for example, the one of the key clients I'm working with right now, they are uh, they're very keen on uh, on providing financial planning and, and goal planning for uh, for their uh, for their clients who are, are generally generally wealthy wealthy individuals. Uh, they may have they may have estates. Uh, they may have they may have one million to the lottery. I mean, I mean cases cases like that where they're just they're just very very well healed folks. They understand um, they understand how the financial industry works, how the markets work, and so they're so basically sophisticated investors. So so the big client that I'm I'm working for uh, right now that there there are a number of key. Uh, key aspects to the okay. product that they're looking for. So, so, so I'm responsible for, for understanding what the needs are of the client and then taking those needs, translating them into, um, into more technical, uh, technical requirements, technical needs. What, what programs need to be built, what programs need to be enhanced in order to support what they're, what they're looking to do, what they want to see. Can you tell us about the, the in your eyes, yep. what is the role of data in this process? So, so data are very important uh, in the process in that data are what drive the data. Data drive what the ultimate solution does, how it appears, how how it can be how it can be used by both the by both the client firm as as well as their clients. There are. Uh, there are a number of data points that uh, that we're looking to consume in uh, through this particular project and this particular implementation. So, so th- this would have everything to do with, with trades that the uh, uh, that the end clients conduct, the uh, the positions, their values, uh, the the number of accounts that they hold, uh, performance rates of return against. Let's say the market indices against similarly managed portfolios. And Kurt, this is for any type of asset. It can be bonds, equities. It, it pretty it, much pretty much runs the gamut. So, okay. so equities, fixed income. Uh, I know foreign exchange derivatives have been in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be insurance and annuity contracts, mm-hmm. uh, guaranteed uh, investment contracts. Uh, it, it, it pretty much runs the whole runs the whole nine yards. I would say. Typically, the the investors are are not as. I, I mean, they generally seem to be focused on on risk and, and mitigating risk. How is data typically managed? Uh, say, for let, let, let me give you an example. You go to a customer, right? As a business analyst, you're listening to their needs. Right. You're you're classifying those needs, right? Because mm-hmm. you have to translate them into a technical uh, yes. setting. Um, how how do you manage all that data? Like, what what are your tools? What you know? What do you do to? Because I can only imagine the amount, the volume of data and information that you have to concisely translate to your technical team. Exactly. Okay. 
tell us just just tell us about that process like tell us about how do you manage data typically how do you manage so much data to translate well the first thing that that needs to be done is to define the exactly what data are required for the for the solution like like for example if they're looking to to see a a report of all the trades that they've done for a particular client for for a month or year to date or or, or whatever there uh, there's a certain set of data points that need to be consumed by the system and need to be brought over and need to be mapped into our system um, in order to generate those reports so the first thing that we have to do is define what those requirements are and what those data points are so that entails taking a not only interviewing the client just uh, to see what what their needs are in the, in the end of the, uh, in the end solution for the reports or or for screens or whatever but actually delve into their data files to see what data points are available and if we notice a gap which does which can does happen it's my responsibility to go back to the client and 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 let them know about this mm-hmm. that, that let's say for example there's a there's a particular field let's say let's say salmon date which is one of the one of the most common data fields that you expect to see in a, on a trade file. Mm-hmm. But let's say for, for some reason that they don't have that there, but it's needed uh, in our system in order to support what they're, what they're doing, what they're looking for. So I would have to go back to the client, explain to them the need for the field, and if they don't have it in, in the particular file that they're sending, is there another file that has the trading information and, and has that particular settlement date point that we can consume into the system? So so it's quite possible that that if we're given one data file it may not necessarily have everything that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Typically the way that the way the customer's files work is that they have a they have a dedicated file for each purpose. They'll they'll have one file for their positions, they'll have one file for account information, client information, trading information, you you name it. They're, okay. We could be consuming anywhere from from just a few files for a very small client up to, up to potentially several dozen files for and those files those files what's the measurement unit of those files is it you know we have 1000 data different data points we have uh, a volume of one terabyte i mean how, how is that measured i'm just curious well it basically varies from from file to file i've seen i've seen some of the files with, with just a few dozen records each one having maybe 8 to 10 data points and, and it can go all the way up to if you're if you're dealing with account records it could be like like 60 70 yeah. different fields or for literally thousands of, of records okay so it it pretty well runs the gamut so i am no, i'm, I'm yeah no one size fits all right 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 so i'm i can i'm just imagining the meticulous uh discipline that you'll have to have in order to navigate through these files right and, and it's not just it's not just the data them, themselves it, in addition to, to taking a look at the data files it it's also incumbent upon the business analyst to take a look at actually what what's in those files how the data are represented so completeness of data the formatting of the data making sure that the data the data points are compatible with what the system can accept okay And if if we get a raw file and and we see that, uh, that there's incompatibility between what they're providing and what the system can accept, then there needs to be either some sort of translation that's uh, that's coded in 
to uh, to be able to properly map the data points from from their file to to our system, mm-hmm. or some other some other sort of conversion that will that will convert it into uh, into a proper format. Or mm-hmm. another case could be if the uh, if the data record is missing missing the data point altogether. Okay, we would then need to uh, to write in our in our translation program a, a definition for for taking in null fields uh, and. And ultimately, providing a what? providing a default value in the end. Now, let me ask you this: What challenges do you see in managing this data? Then, the management of this data when you go to a client, they give you all their information of what they want, you assess it. What are the main challenges that you that you have? I'd say the main challenges are number one, completeness of data, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that that what they're providing will will fully meet the requirements of of the system. And, and how the client ultimately wants to use the system. So, so bridging those gaps can, can sometimes be a challenge. Going back to the client, how, how do you solve for that? How do you solve for that gap of uh, having incomplete data? Well, well, essentially going back to the client, explaining to them the the need for the data, what the data points are going to be used for, and how those data points play a role. Yeah. In, in defining and making effective the ultimate solution yeah. there. This is part one of a two-part series with Kurt Nielsen. Here in part one, Kurt explains the basis of his applications to data science in overview. Stay tuned for part two, where Kurt provides valuable insights into the administrative aspect and client impact of his work and what he thinks of the future of data sciences and the solid fact-based reasons why he thinks this way. Hey, 